Welcome to Create a Mess Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of successful individuals in their field. Using the platform of the Triangle of Life, my interviewees will share their methodologies of how they use mental, emotional, and social platforms to find their physical, tangible success. So as the title says, Create a Mess, it becomes a play on words to create another type of MES in success. So as I always told my teams, my coach in my past, to create a mess, let's make a home away from home. Let's go. In episode seven, I am joined by a guest who in my life is one of the family. One of my 13 cousins, Tracy Hermes, joins me for a conversation you are bound to look within. Although I saw Tracy at our family Christmas parties, I sure became a listener myself in hearing Tracy's life-growing challenges she faced. Listen to Tracy's story of resentment turn to true respect. Hear of Tracy's new adventure becoming a self-acclaimed author, publishing her first book, Learn of Tracy's philosophies that we all can use to find our meaning of spirituality. Now, let's join your host, Stephen J. Fenton, with Episode 7. All right, folks, welcome back to Episode 7 of Create a Mess. I'm your host, Stephen J. Fenton. Always a pleasure to have you on our show. Uh, We got a really, really special guest today, one close to home to me. Um, this is actually one of my 15 first cousins. Yes, you heard that right, folks. I have 15 first cousins. I come from a very traditional Irish Catholic family. And my mom and her sisters and brothers, yes, they had lots of children. And I was blessed enough to have this many cousins. And they have been all over New Jersey. And now, folks, they're all over the United States. So I'm blessed to have my cousin, Tracy. Uh, let's see if I get your last name right. Hermes? Hermes? Hermes. All right, there we go. Uh, Tracy, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm honored. Absolutely. This is is really exciting. I've been looking forward to having you on. And folks, let me tell you that um, this is going to be a really cool story to hear. Uh, Tracy is actually a recent author, and we'll dive into that later and talk a little bit about her book. Um, But even more so, one of the best things that I've always uh, been intrigued about is the way Tracy looks at life and her philosophies, because our life is uh, crazy and always full of stress, but it's just a matter of how you handle that. And that's something I've always connected with Tracy um, as cousins. And I'm really looking forward to the story. So before we dive in uh, to the um, parts of uh, her book and her author and what started that, let's talk a little bit about you. And I'm actually excited uh, to hear this because although we saw each other at holidays and uh, family events, you know, I don't know the entire story of you and you know i where i know you started in new jersey but i think you're in colorado right now but i don't know the whole story how it happened so if you could just tell our folks a little bit about your story where you grew up kind of the story of who you were who you are and kind of how you ended up where you are today both living and kind of what you're doing yeah great thank you so um yeah i grew up in new jersey um i graduated high school in 1989 I went to William Patterson College. I studied sociology, thought I wanted to go into social work. Um, After I graduated from college, a friend of mine was working for a company called Bell & Howell. 
So there was an opportunity for me to do a, um, to apply for a position doing training and consulting for this company. And this was really interesting because I, it's a company that um, they have these huge machines. They are like the size of, you know, a bedroom or larger. And the job was to go and train people on the technical and mechanical setup and troubleshooting. And my friend Gina, who's really good at that stuff, told me about this job. I'm thinking, what is she talking about? This is not something I know how to do. I am not technical. I am not mechanical. But I was doing this program called Landmark Education, which is all a personal growth um, program. I had done uh, different workshops and events through them for about five years. And one of the things that I learned in that program was, you know, we, we tell ourselves these stories and it's our minds that limit us. And I'm like, okay, just because I haven't done this before and it's, I have no background is in it doesn't mean that I can't do something like this. So, you know, I use those tools that I learned in that program to just jump in and say, I'm going to do this. And I ended up, you know, doing a pretty good job at that, um, in that career for about five years. Um, you know, I just, I'm really good with connecting with people. So I just kind of used that and just learned as I went. So that was a really great life lesson that, you know, there's nothing that stops us except ourselves from doing things. Um, so anyhow, so I worked for that company for about three years on the East Coast, and I just had this pull to just go somewhere. I was really into spirituality. I had heard Boulder, Colorado was a real spiritual town, and I had a friend of a friend that had moved there. So I put in for a transfer, and... Lo and behold, something opened up and I was able to move out to Colorado and live in Boulder and without hardly knowing anybody, it was a, a big move for me to do something like that. But I just really felt called to do that. I really feel like we have this inner guidance that that if we get quiet enough and listen to it, it will kind of direct us and where we need to go next in life. And um, anyhow, I continued working for that company for two more years, but because I was now in a a region that wasn't as congested with people. I was on an airplane every week and it just, I got very burnt out from it. So I ended up quitting that job. I had met my uh, ex-husband uh, who he, we started dating. He was living up in the Vale Valley. And so I, we ended up dating. I quit that job. I moved up to Vale. I learned how to snowboard. I was working in a fine dining restaurant. I was like living the life. <laughs> Um, you know, snowboarding all day, every day, going to work at the restaurant at night. And um, anyway, I ended up getting married to him and we had our son, Zach, and um, who's now 20, wow. um, which I can't believe <laughs> time goes, time flies, that's for <laughs> sure, especially when you are watching it through the eyes of children. Um, so anyhow, so I was married for about six years and... Oh, it was, um, it was a challenging marriage and um, a challenging uh, divorce and mm -hmm. aftermath of all of that. Um, my ex really struggled with um, drugs and alcohol. And um, I ended up raising my son for from about five years old till about 15 on my own. Um, not really with much. I mean, his dad was kind of in the picture, but um not, not as much, like my son was kind of more of the parent than his father was. And um, I mean, honestly, I lived with a lot of resentment towards him for a long time. Um, but I just did what I had to do. And I raised him and 
I feel like I did a good job. And I ended up getting remarried about five years ago. Um, there's so much in my life that I could talk about. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, um, well, I'll go right into a, a challenge that I just had to deal with. His father was just recently uh, hit by a car and died oh my goodness. Um, in December. Um, but anyway, that, that was definitely a challenge. But I have to say, like, there's been so much growth that's come from that. Um, you know, I decided to stop drinking alcohol myself about six months ago. I just felt like it wasn't in alignment with what, <clears throat> you know, what I was all about. And I feel like I have an allergy to alcohol. It just, it doesn't work in my body. It also makes me emotional. It makes me angry. It just does all this stuff to me. So I decided to give it up. And then about three months after giving up alcohol, um, my ex-husband was hit by a car. And like I said, he had really struggled with addiction. And I was able to really see him through the eyes of this disease instead of like through resentment and anger. And it was really interesting because we didn't think that he was going to, we thought he was getting better and that he might not pass away because he was in the hospital for three weeks. And on a Sunday morning, I was feeling really emotional and going through all of this like forgiveness and compassion and empathy and just feeling this so strongly. And um, I was just crying and just sharing some of these emotions. And I ended up getting a phone call right after that, that he died. Wow. Um, it was almost like this amends that I was able to make. And perhaps, I mean, I don't know whoever's listening, if you're spiritual or have faith or anything like that, but I really feel like his, his soul on some level needed to have that forgiveness to pass on or something. It was really a beautiful thing. Um, and the power of forgiveness and letting go of resentments, I just think is such a beautiful thing. And, you know, I was able to stand there with my son and be in a place of, you know, not me being angry or happy that his father died. I know that sounds horrible, but if you can imagine if you have these resentments towards somebody like that, those feelings would come mm -hmm. up and, <clears throat> I didn't have that. I moved past that. And like, it was just such a beautiful thing. I feel like I have an angel now. Like I feel like every time I go hiking, I'm in nature. I see two birds going by and I feel like it's him and his mom who passed away 10 years ago. And um, anybody that has seen me go through the past, you know, 10, 15 years with <clears throat> dealing with my ex-husband would be, it, it's a miracle that I can look at him as an angel now, because that was definitely not the case. Um, so anyway, there, there's so much more I can share with you, but that's kind of in a nutshell what's been happening in my life recently, other than writing and publishing a book. <laughs> well, I'll be. Uh, let me first say this, um, Tracy, and as I was sitting there listening to you, uh, I obviously knew you as my cousin, but listening to you as a person, I mean, I just kind of was like, had a whole tremendous new found of pride to be your cousin. And hearing everything wow. that you have just been through. I mean, you said it best when you talked about inner guidance. And, and then you just mentioned that you, you had me this huge smile and totally ingrained in this. Listening to you talking about your ex-husband and now you see him in the, um, or as an angel with you always when you're hiking. I mean, that was just the way it, you connected spirituality together with that through your story. And um, I love how you said earlier that that program, Landmark Education, also said our minds are the only thing that can limit, uh, limit us and the challenges that came your way. So I kind of want you to tell our, our, our listeners a little bit about what you define. And I'm not looking so much for the definition as I am for the Tracy philosophy 
if that makes any sense, I like the way I put that. Yeah. <laughs> about, yeah, I like it. <laughs> about the word spirituality, because that, that could be defined in many different facets in the world we live in. But, you know, I think you said it so well when you talk about that inner self. And I really want our listeners to hear somebody who has been there and done that with that inner guidance that you have for yourself. And you've, you've lived these challenges that is basically all about my podcast, which is create a mess, play a, a play on words that you're tra traditionally trying to create a mental, emotional, and social side of yourself to handle those stresses that happen in your life. And it's exactly what you did. So if you could talk to our listeners about your idea, definition, whatever you want about the word spirituality. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so spirituality to me, um, you know, I think sometimes people confuse, you know, religion and spirituality or don't really understand the difference between the two. And just the Tracy philosophy <laughs> here, you know, I, I look at religion as, you know, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and like you, I look at that more as like you're going outside of yourself to this place to listen to somebody else to share it. Whereas for me, spirituality is going inward. Awesome. Um, and it's a, it's a very personal connection to, you know, some people like to call it God. Uh, some people call it universe. Some people call it source. You know, it's anything that is greater than you. And, you know, sometimes that's just nature. You know, God, G-O-D, the great outdoors, mm. or good orderly conduct. I mean, whatever it is that is greater than you, you know, I, I believe that you know, when we, we can have discernments for what that voice is and what that guidance is by getting quiet. And, you know, it takes practices, you know, like one of the, the quotes in my book that I wrote says, the secret to success lies in the daily things you do. First create your habits, then your habits create awesome. you. Um, so, you know, every day I wake up and before I even put my feet on the floor, I put a my headphones in and I do a guided meditation. And even if it's just getting, it's getting the mind quiet or it's getting into a, a positive thing, focusing on gratitude, whatever that is, it changes on what I'm, you know, kind of needing more of in that moment. But that's the first thing that I do. And then I get on my knees and I literally pray. I have, I go through three prayers that I say every morning and I try to connect to, to God's source energy, whatever that is. Um, and then I go through and I write in my gratitude journal and I just go through everything that I'm thankful for in life. And then I also write an affirmation list, uh, cause I believe that sometimes you have to like, whatever comes after the words, I am, I believe they always will come looking for you. So if you say I am happy, you will find more happy. If you say I am miserable, you'll find more miserable. Um, so, you know, I try to go through this affirmation list and just kind of create what it is that I want to be. And the more you say it, you start to create it. So, you know, that's the first thing is just having a daily habit of, of getting connected and, um, you know, and then when the quieter that you can get the mind to be, I feel like, like, okay, let's say for example, like when I decided to stop drinking, Okay, I didn't want to stop drinking wine. I loved wine, but I knew that when I drank it, I didn't really feel like me and it was very unpredictable. Sometimes I'd be fine and sometimes I'd have a fight with my husband over something stupid because it's something deeper within me that has nothing to do with him. Um, and I heard this voice that said, 
because I saw a friend of mine on Facebook had posted that she had stopped drinking about a year ago. And I was like, oh, good for her. And then I kept hearing, it's your turn. And I was like, okay, that is not my voice. That is the voice of something greater than me because this girl likes her wine. And, um, you know, I kept hearing it. And I was like, okay, that that's where discernment is. That's when you go, okay, this is something telling me that this is what I need to be doing. If I want to stay in alignment with my truest self. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should stop drinking, but for me, it wasn't working in my life. Um, so just kind of getting to that place where you can discern that voice um, that will help guide you in the next direction. And I also really believe too, like um, one of the poems that I wrote in my book is called Trust the GPS. And it talks about, my book is basically 120 poems. That's all like life lessons and character building. And, um, you know, some of it's spirituality. Some are about forgiveness and resentment and self-love. Um, but the one called Trust the GPS, I believe that you just have to put in the GPS where you're going, right? And the rest, it will. the system will map it out for you. And to me, that system is my spirituality. That is my connection to God, to source. When I put that in there, okay, this is where I want to go. The rest kind of gets figured out. You just have to know where you're going. Because if you don't know where you're going, how are you ever going to know that you're there? So that's about, you know, setting goals and setting intentions and, you know, whatever it is that you're wanting to create in your life. Um, so anyway, that's kind of how I ended up writing my book. Like I, I, I was meditating one day and I popped up out of my meditation. I was like, I need to write a children's book. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. But like, what? Like, I'm not really a writer. Like, I don't know how to write things with like the plot and the theme. And like, I just, that's not me. But I've always had this knack for rhyming. Um, and I love kids and I love personal growth. Um, but I was like, okay, I trust that guidance. Like, I know that's what I should do. And I don't know what, but that's okay. You just need to know the next step that's ahead of you. So then I meditated the next day when I popped up from that, I was like, oh my gosh, where are the sidewalk ends by Shel Silverstein? Something like that, like a bunch of little poems in a book. And I was super inspired by that. And I was like, what do I do next? So I just kept doing the next right thing, the next right thing. And all of a sudden, eight months after that thought, I am a published author. So, you know, in a sense, um, uh, Tracy, you trusted your GPS. I mean, that's what it was telling you to do. And I want to go back a step uh, before we go into the book a little bit, because I have a question about that. But when you were talking about spirituality, and I kind of wanted to share this with our listeners, uh, I love how you said going outside of yourself versus going inward. And I never heard God used as great outdoors, which your analogy or your metaphor or your connection was to say that it can be something of um, outside yourself that somebody believes in in a religious facet, or it could be something that you mentioned, just simply connecting with nature, um, a hike, which in essence, if the, those that believe that outside of it created it all. So in a in sense, it all comes together because we're all human beings. Um, and no matter what type of personalities we have, I mean, me and you, Tracy, always connect on, let's call it the deeper level. I can say that. And it's funny, even though me and you have yep. had very limited conversations in our life, here we are enjoying the conversation with each other. Almost we've never had this and we've connected so deep on that level, but not every human can do that. But every human has those feelings within them. Now, here's my point. Um, I actually do something for myself to get quieter. That's actually something literally louder. So, and the reason I'm bringing this up, Tracy, is because I want our listeners to hear another side of this as well, because 
my meditation to me is when I uh, drive to work and I get out of work and I'm headed into school, I'm a teacher. One of the things that I do is I put this specific song on. And what this song does, I do this every single day. It connects me to my wife, who is my best friend and my true love. And when I feel connected to her, I feel the most uh, quiet and most at peace that I can be my greatest self. So as I said before, something that was literally quieter, but is actually louder. I'm listening to the song and feeling that connection. So like you said, that spirituality of being able to connect the humans. So when you had that GPS, so to speak, moment and you were meditating, you're waking up and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, um, uh, what was the book uh, by so, uh, where the sidewalk ends? Is that, that was the book. So talk yes. to our listeners about yeah. why, like, I know you kind of mentioned, like, it kind of came to you in your meditation, but like, you know, life is, as you mentioned before, you're, you know, you've been through some traumatic events with your family and everything, you know, life is, the common statement is life is short, but like, what is it that you're trying to not just tell the world, but more about the world to explore? What a bit, What is it about that you want to kind of just say, hey, I did this because of this? Why the book? Well, okay, so I, I kind of skipped about 15 <laughs> years of my life and I'm sharing my history. So um, I, there, so when I, I stopped waiting tables at one point when my son was like five and I went back to school oh. to be a hairstylist and I was a hairstylist for 15 years. And um, the past few years I've gotten involved in some Tony Robbins programs and I've gone, I've spent quite a bit of money. That's where I could spend all my money on personal growth events and workshops. I just, I don't know. I just, I love it. Um, and I went to a program called, um, first I went to Unleash the Power Within. And then I went to a program awesome. called Date with Destiny. And it was a six-day event in Florida. And it was about, I don't know, 16 hours a day. Like we weren't sleeping. Wow. I mean, it was amazing. And <laughs> I was on fire. But anyway, I came out of that program thinking, I don't know what it is exactly that I want to do, but I'm just going with these, my, again, that mm -hmm. inner guidance, right? And I, I, I could look at inner guidance. It's as simple as when something feels good, do it. When it doesn't, don't, you know? And there was something about that where I was like, you know what? I think I'm done doing hair. I loved it. I loved the connection. I had a great, I mean, I was booked out wow. for two months at a time. I, I really built a great, you know, clientele and, and career for myself, but I really wanted to do something that had to do with personal growth. And I didn't know what that was. Now, of course, not everybody can just quit their job and just jump in with courage mm -hmm. and faith and do this. I am definitely fortunate. I have a very supportive husband who, you know, supported me in doing that. Um, so if I didn't work for a little while, he was okay with that, which was great. That was a huge blessing. But I came back from that program and I was like, you know what? I'm quitting my job and I'm going to figure this out. And randomly this woman Danette may who has a huge following like 2 million followers on facebook she's a friend of mine i've gone to some of her programs called me and asked if i wanted to come to her house to do this full moon circle ceremony that she was doing and upon going there we ended up reconnecting and um long story short she asked if i wanted to help her write her book so her book is kind of you know along the same lines in a different way like personal personal growth um, empowering mostly women. Um, but anyway, so I was working with her to help her with her book, which got me very in that place of alignment with what I wanted to do. Um, so again, that's mm -hmm. trusting that inner guidance, you know, like 
at first I was like, I'm not going to go to her house. She lives two hours away. It's going to be snowing. I can't do this. And then I was like, no, you need to listen to this. This is the breadcrumbs that are left out for us to follow, you know? Um, so anyway, so I took all of these notes that I had all over my house, different notebooks, all this stuff. And I started putting some stuff together and I'm like, you know what? I just want to share with the world what I've learned and how I could help people so that they don't have to go through the struggles. And I wanted to do it in a way that um, on the cover of the book, it says not just for kids because they're messages we could all learn from, but they're also done in a witty and playful way um, in a very direct way that kids could read this too and that they could learn these lessons or at least have the seed planted from a younger age. So they don't have to go through some of the struggles that took me, you know, almost 50 years to learn. So Anyway, so I wrote 120 wow. poems in the course of six weeks, which is kind of remarkable, but it took me 30 <laughs> years to learn those things. <laughs> you know, that, that is incredible. Yeah. 120 poems you wrote in six weeks. And you put it all together from your, almost your whole life and just put it into this book. What is the name of the book, by the way? Because I'm going to put it in the show notes, but, uh, and I'm going to put a link. I believe your book is on Amazon. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so any of uh, our listeners can dive into that. But can you share with um, our listeners the name of the book? Absolutely. It's called Wizardly Wit and, and Wisdom. Wizardly Wit and Wisdom. Wow, that's, pretty, that's a pretty creative name. Um, any reason for that? That's something that came to yourself. Um, well, strangely, I had done. I had gone to this psychic <laughs> years ago, um, and he kept saying, "I feel like you're a wizard. I feel like you're a wizard." And I just kept. I thought that was funny. I was like, "What does that mean?" You know, and. I kind of forgot about it. And when I was trying to figure out the name of the book, I was like, oh, I want it to be kind of funny, but I wanted to have some wisdom in there. And then it just came to me. First, I was thinking something along the lines of wit, wisdom, and wonder. But then the word wizard kept popping back in. And then I realized later on, oh, it's probably because I don't know if, if he planted the seed, like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did he plant the seed? Like, or did he have a vision that I was going to be the wizard? That's pretty, that's, <laughs> Who knows? That's pretty neat. And so, I love anyway. how you kind of connect something like that. Like, you know, some people might believe in psychics. I'm just using this as an example and some people might not, but yet you're non-judgmental. You try things out in life and you know, your, your ideas of like what life is. So if you were writing a, um, self, uh, let's call it by, you know, biography or self-reflection and you needed to put a, a title up about your philosophy or like your mission statement, what would that title be in the mission state mission statement of Tracy? The mission statement of Tracy. Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think I would, I would want to find within myself, how can I radiate more joy and, and, somehow like have people see their beauty and their you know their brilliance within themselves you know and I feel like it took me so long a lot of people that knew me probably my sister Kim would probably had known this the best like how much I struggled inside with myself and my self-worth you know I kind of came across more confident than I was inside and I just want people to see their beauty you know, that would be my biggest thing. Like, to you know, love it's, yourself. It's one of the biggest uh, 
reasons. It's almost funny. Human beings wait so long in their life to do that. And as a teacher myself, that's just like, I, I mean, obviously I believe in formal education and what I need to do um, in the curriculum without a doubt. I mean, because you need those necessities in life, which this kind of leads me to my next question for you, Tracy. But um, these students, these kids, they, they, they wait so long like we did to almost do what you just said, to like see that true beauty that's been there the whole time, but has almost just been clouded up and piled yeah. up by stuff. And it takes us so long to unpile it. And by the time we do, it's like, what did I wait for? So here's my next question. Tracy is the, let's call it the principal of a school. Okay. And we're going to kind of take out formal education, or mm -hmm. we can rather say, and instead of taking it out, we can adapt it. Because like I said before, being a teacher, I believe that, you know, education is extremely important in life for us to, you know, thrive and survive. But there's so much more to it than just what's on the curriculum and you're in charge and your school like, um, yeah, you know, kind of like is different than those traditional schools. I want you to tell our listeners if you can kind of, uh, come up with a name of your school or more importantly, like what did you, what vision do you see right now that you want your school to be teaching the students and the youth of uh, the future? Huh, that is a great question. Um, you know, I think, I think life lessons, emotional maturity, um, knowing who you are. You know, we we learn all these things in school. We learn reading and math, and of course, we need those things. But you know, I think, I think we're missing mm -hmm. some character building. You know, I I think that's such an important thing in life is to learn character, learn integrity. What does forgiveness mean? What does resentment mean? What does, you know, loving yourself mean, you know? And, you know, that's the things that I would teach. <laughs> I would use my book because everything that I would want to teach is in my book. Um, if I, if you wouldn't mind, at the, at the very end of my book, I wrote a, the very final awesome, poem. Please. is called Wizardly Wisdom. And it's kind of a summary of everything that's in the mm -hmm. book. Please. It kind of ties it up. Um, so this is, this, this is a great way to share what I would teach I in my it. school because it's all this stuff here. Okay, so it's called Wizardly Wisdom. Pain is not in the facts, but in the perception of the facts. Set your intention, trust the process, surrender, and relax. Pain opens something up inside. It's what we fill it with that matters. You teach people how to treat you. Follow your heart when it pitter-patters. Whatever follows I am will find you, so make those two words count. Whatever you focus on expands, so be aware of where thoughts mount. It's your job to adv advocate for you and others to do the same. People show you who they are. Believe them without shame. Intention rules every outcome. Make sure your intentions are good. Trade expectation for appreciation, then life blossoms as it should. When you know better, you do better, so give yourself a break. But don't forget your life is based on every choice you make. All problems need energy to live. I'd rather be happy than right. The quality of your thoughts will equal the quality of your life. Be kind, loving, and self-aware with integrity as the goal. We were not meant to be perfect, rather, we were meant to be whole. 
You are the average of the five people of which most of your time is spent. Rise up. Don't let them bring you down. You're only a victim with consent. Your outer world is a reflection of things going on within. If not happy when you're looking out, let the inner work begin. These are the words of wizardly wisdom. If you take to heart and apply, you can create a life magnificent and be given the wings. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm, I'm leaving my uh, job and I'm heading over to your school. Principal Tracy. All right. Perfect. Incredible. I mean, perfect, even the way perfect. you kind of, first yeah. of all, the way you, you write it, it captures people's attention so much. And you, I, I was totally ingrained in it. And it talked about so many different things. And, I think the cool thing too is everybody can like decipher and take pieces out of that that they can use for themselves in so many different ways because we're all so different. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's just kind of like a summary of it all. Like, you know, there's so many different little things in there. Like one of my favorite ones that I wrote is called The Rise. And, you know, I remember when I was in college, I, I used to, I was so insecure and I was so jealous of this one girl. And I think it's because I was comparing myself to her, you know, and I'm sure everybody has had a moment in their life, at least with one person or friend or something where they felt insecure around them because they felt like they weren't what they were. And um, if I could just take a minute to read this one awesome. too, because I love this one so much. Um, so this one is called the rise. Okay. So this will just give you a little sample of like, because again, that other one I just read was more of a summary of everything. And the other ones are a little bit, this is, anyway, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just read it. Okay. The bamboo seed had had enough, tired of watching his fern friend grow. Brilliant green, fast growing and lush. He wondered why he grew so slow. They both had water. They both had light. The fern grew quickly from the earth. Nothing happened to the bamboo seed, and he started to question his worth. This continued on for five more years, fern growing with beauty and vibrance. Still, nothing, the bamboo watched, depressed as he suffered in silence. Just as the bamboo was about to give up, from the earth came a tiny sprout, and although seemingly insignificant, hope now replaced his doubt. The roots had been forming under the ground. It had been growing after all. In six short months, this tiny sprout grew to over 100 feet tall. The bamboo and the fern discovered they each had a different purpose. They should never try to compare themselves or they won't see what their worth is. Maybe you too are just growing roots. The delay is not your demise. You need these roots to grow big and strong and prepare wow. you for that your rise. A, that's one of your uh, um, experts from the book, correct? Yeah, that's one of the poems that I wrote. And I love that one because I, I just feel like, okay, let's say, you know, you're reading this to your child and awesome. you could talk about, well, how come you're mm -hmm. having a problem with Susie? Or, you know what I mean? And like, it just could encourage conversation. I feel like it's good for, you know, for parents to, to use with their kids or even for adults to remember. Like, okay, I'm just preparing for my rides here. Why am I comparing myself? This is my journey, not theirs. And we need to just focus on ourselves. The only person we should ever compare ourselves Amen. is You know, you just we said it too, in, um, for, especially from a parental standpoint and even from a teacher standpoint, but to encourage conversation. I mean, so these, these kids and these students, like when they're in front of you and they're feeling and thinking something, they, they don't even know how to speak about it. And 
sometimes you don't even know how to get it out of them and it becomes almost this wall. You know, Tracy, what you've done there is kind of taken a route around the wall or climbed over it and encouraged that conversation between parent and child or, you know, friend and friend, because that's a lot of the conflict in life is, you know, misunderstanding what the other person is thinking. If you think about it, you know, arguments happen because they're not agreeing or misunderstanding what you're feeling, you know? And, th and that unfortunately turns Absolutely, into, yeah. uh, you know, something that could either last a long time or a short time. And I think the key is, I love what you said, you, that encourages you to, you can even have that conversation with yourself. I mean, I always... I always say, like, oh, the absolutely, you yeah. Is the person in the mirror. I say that to my players, my students, my daughters, and like, that's you. You're the only person that is your best friend. You should live up to yourself. So, let me lead this to my next question. Um, my, I started this COD podcast based on kind of why you wrote the book, which is kind of like to share to the world. Like, it's almost like I used to say, I have so much to say and nobody to listen. <laughs> I used to say that all the time. <laughs> and I figured, I figured you get a laugh. Yeah. Out of understand. But you know, that's why I kind of started this podcast and I'm trying to share the stories of people that are successful in their, what I call their triangles of life. And I believe in the, I believe in the key to life is balance. So the only thing that attacks us from the day we're born to the day we die that we can never get rid of from a, a baby all the way to an elderly or however long is, is stress. Stress is the only thing that is just constantly at us. So I believe in that, you know, the way to attack it is a certain way with balance and whatnot. But when stress comes at you, okay, and let's call it at your triangle and, you know, you're using your mental, emotional, and social things, you know, what is it that Tracy does and that handles attacks, fights, maybe even embraces stress? Can you share with our listeners and maybe they can take something small out of what you do for your own personal battle against stress that can help you and help them? Yeah, um, absolutely. Stress is something that we all will be faced with. <laughs> um, we all have been faced with, I'm sure, and will continue to be. So it's not a matter of, you know, that inner peace that, you know, that to me, that doesn't mean that there's no chaos going around on around you. It means um, to find peace amidst the chaos. And, you know, the way that I do that, and I'm not always great at this, you know, I have days where I'm better at it than others. Um, but I, again, I really believe that the secret to success is found in the daily things that you do because you're creating these habits. So then when you actually need them there, you've already built that muscle. So for me, that's meditation. Um, you know, and I think some people think like, you know, if anyone listening is like, okay, I'm not into that. It's not necessarily just like sitting there quiet in the Lotus <laughs> position with your hands up going, Oh, I mean, yeah, some people do it that way. If you go into any, you know, they have all sorts of meditation apps you could just find one on like stress relieving and sometimes it's just like this quiet music that's just getting you to calm down it's calming down the nervous system um sometimes they're guided and they're just telling you like affirmations that will just kind of put you in a better space um so for me that's what i do they have five minute meditations all the, they could you could do it as long or as short as you want but for me when i do that every morning when something stressful happens and i want to react then i go wait take a deep breath. And I go back to that, you know, I just have been building that muscle every single day of meditating that I can quiet the mind and not be so reactive. You know, if we can wait to 
till our second thought comes up. A lot of people react on their first <laughs> thought, right? The first thought is like, screw them or, you know, something like that. And then if you go, wait a second, what's the thought that's after that? Sometimes I ask mm -hmm. myself, you know, what would God want me to do? Or, you know, how could I be more in alignment with who I really know I am? And how would I react differently? Um, so sometimes it's just asking yourself that question. Um, and I get out in nature. I do that a lot. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'll go out for a long hike and just kind of connect in that way to nature and I can process my thoughts in that way. So I think movement is very healing. It's very good for stress. Um, I also believe that it's being aware of your thoughts. You know, what questions are you asking yourself? Like, I think our, our minds are like a computer. So like, you know, you're going to ask it a question, you're going to get a response. If you ask a negative question, you're going to get a negative response. You know, if you ask yourself something like, um, God, why can't I just get ahead? Well, that's a negative question. You're probably going to respond with something like, well, you're just not smart enough, right? But if you change how you are asking, how you're submitting the question and you're like, hmm, what did I learn from this? And then you're like, hmm, how to make better decisions. So the questions we ask ourselves are, you know, we need to have them be more empowering so that the question, the answers that pop back out from the questions we ask are positive and empowering um, rather than bringing us more down that rabbit hole. Because um, I, I also really believe in momentum. You know, if, if you, if something, if you have a negative thought about something, if you can stop it, right, like just being aware of it and just not letting it go any further then you're going to have much more of a chance of switching that to something positive. But if you have a negative thought and then you let another one attach to it and another one, and all of a sudden you have this giant boulder going down a hill, you are not going to be able to stop that boulder. That's got to just play out and you're going to be in this bad space for a little while until you can, you know, stop that. Um, so I believe in just kind you know, of things um, before they create. I love momentum. how you said that too. When, when I asked you that question, because you said creating these habits daily things, doing these daily things. And I compare it to, and uh, I'll put a little plug in here, my episode two of Creative Mess when I talked to uh, my jiu-jitsu coach. And in a sport, in a physical contest and anything, he said fundamentals is the key. Just do it over and over and over. You're saying the same thing here, but you're saying it in a spiritual contest or a, a way. And it's so cool that the human heart can connect with the human body and kind of makes us as whole as we can be, if that makes any type of sense, you know? And, you know, meditation too. I love that you were talking yeah, to our absolutely. listeners because I'll be honest with you folks and even tell you, Tracy, I actually meditate when I'm sitting by a fire. Fires, when I light a fire outside or in the fireplace and I play in ball with my dog, I'm in such a peaceful mode that I find myself, I, I, I call that meditation. I don't know if it's formal meditation, but it's Stephen John Fenton meditation. <laughs> and Well, and it, yeah, it has to be what works for you. Like if, if somebody tries something that I do and it doesn't work, then don't do it. Like that, when I talked earlier about alignment, like that means awesome. when it feels good, keep doing it. And if it doesn't, don't find your thing. If it's walking in nature, if it's sitting in front of a fire, if right. it's, you know, some people feel it's very meditative to paint or to, you know, what, whatever it is for them that connects them and quiets the mind and gets them in this place. And that's place so where cool because good, as humans, we have all just different do what ways of doing that. And we can even learn from other people how they do it and try it. And heck, we try new things in life. So I got one more for you before I let you go. Uh, yes. Zach is your son, correct? He, he's 20, you said? 
Okay, so yeah, I don't yeah. know if this is true or not, but I'm going to ask this yeah. question. So Zach is getting married, okay? And let's say, not that marriage is the end of all means. I'm just using that as this question uh, basis. And let's say the, you know, the union of two people coming together, and it's the night before his wedding, and you're with him on a hike, okay? What do you want to tell him? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> What do I want to tell him? Follow your heart. Um, love unconditionally. Focus on what you have, not on what's missing. Um, <laughs> That's gosh, great. So That's Maybe awesome. I'll just give him my book. <laughs> um, you know, I think that... You know, if we're talking about, you know, as far as relationships go, you know, the night before he was getting married, I really believe that most relate. Well, I've heard this and I the more thought I've given to it, I believe that it's true. You know, most relationships don't fail because there's a lack of love there. They fail because people are focusing on what's missing. And, you know, whatever you focus on will expand. So if you're going to focus on what's missing, that is going to keep getting bigger and bigger. But if you focus on what you have and who they in the things that you love about somebody that will continue to grow. And I also believe too, in relationships that, you know, you want to encourage each other to be your own person and to follow your dreams. And then also have that connection together as one. Um, but just support and love each other. <laughs> and always look back at yourself. Whenever you blame and point the finger, you have three fingers pointing back, you know, so just be accountable, have integrity, love, love with all it. your love heart. Love with all your heart. Your Tracy, this has be been unbelievable. I'll be honest, folks. Like, as I said in the beginning, I had we used to meet at our uncle, Art and Aunt Patty's for uh, Christmas. Do you remember that? And uh, and we used to have birthday parties at all the uh, mulligans. I sure and, do. And I, I don't know if you remember, I brought back the mulligan uh, reunion two years ago. <laughs> we missed you. Were you there? I don't even remember. Yeah. That's what I, I thought. We missed you, but... The reason I'm saying this, folks, is I know so wasn't. much today about you and your story and what you're doing for our world and people, and it's unbelievable. Zach is a very lucky man to have you as his mother, and I'm lucky to have you as my cousin. So this has been incredible, and thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you for what you're doing, because I really do believe that prosperity is really about what you give away, not what you gain, and you're giving away so much wisdom to your listeners. Awesome. And thank I you so much, because I really do enjoy so this. Yes. So, folks, before I, before I let you go, uh, thank you. every show with our final statement. Wonderful. Before I do, look out for episode eight. If you need to reach me, you can email me at createamesspodcast at gmail.com. That's create a m e s podcast at gmail not m-e-s-s -S. it's a play on words we're trying to create our own mental emotional and social strength so we can live the best life we can and create some balance in life so our final statement for every show lesson for whole life have a balance everything be better folks it's been a pleasure we'll see you on episode eight this is Stephen john fenton signing off